All right, welcome to another edition of Cloud Conversations. I am your host, Harvey Banks, and I am here with the Trailer Park Beauty herself. Christy, how are you? I'm doing wonderful tonight. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I think I'm coming down with a cold, but I'm going to push through anyway, because this tea seems to be working pretty good, actually. <laughs> Tail hit the spot. It's like, I'm not even a big tea drinker is the thing, so... This is kind of a new experience for me, but I like it so far. So far, so good. I like those herbal teas. I like those. You know, I did. I I was in college, and I got sick once, and somebody made me a tea, and I'm trying to think of, like, what kind it was. It was something pomegranate. And Probably pomegranate singer, maybe. I don't even know. It was really good, though. And then I remembered, like, Sounds a few good. years later, I tried to make that shit myself. I don't know what she did or what she put in that tea. <laughs> I didn't have the same touch and it, it didn't quite have the same. It didn't translate. Nah, not at all. So I was feeling <laughs> kind of stupid. Um, but I'm in good spirits because tonight we got some fun topics to talk about. And yes, let's lead right in with uh, the shit that's been going on in your backyard. I say your backyard like I'm not from there. But... <laughs> It's my, yeah, yeah. Talk to me about the the twerking in a school at Hazard, Kentucky. First off, let me let me be the one to say this. There are different Kentuckys, right? There's the state of Kentucky, in which people say, yep, I'm from Kentucky. Then there's Louisville, completely different. Then there's Eastern Kentucky. They're different. And then there's like South Central Kentucky where Bowling Green and stuff set. It's even slightly different than all of them. Louisville to Bowling Green, you're going to get the same types of people. Now, when Just you get a smaller into smaller scale, exactly. When you get into Eastern Kentucky, that's a whole nah. nother continent. That's the hills, Might as well be. the mountains. They're doing different things over there. So I want to <laughs> point out that Hazard is in Eastern Kentucky. And what are they I doing? I said earlier, that's back yonder down at Cousin Mays or something. <laughs> <laughs> Mammy Mays. Well, they're, that's they're what we call at, Eastern Kentucky. They're twerking <laughs> at Cousin Mays and at school. Cousin Mays is a granddaddy Mays too, apparently. So the, so the story goes that Hazard, Kentucky was getting ready for their homecoming. And they did a pep rally. And in the pep rally, they had high school guys, boys, dancing on teachers. And I mean, these boys were scantily clad. They were dressed in what I would be in in the club when I first went out on the stage. They were covered in everything, but literally like in bikinis covered, giving lap dances. And then they had females that were in high school walking out uh what looked like they were serving beer wearing hooters outfits yeah Yeah. and then they had like they were spanking the principal who was also the mayor of like this mayberry ass town It's it's the kind of shit that you would expect to be happening at a school function where the teachers and administrators aren't there right except for the fact that like they're there complicit and take part in the bullshit not even just complicit they are the they are the 
they are the parents. They are not the parents, but they are the adults in this situation. They are the ones planning this event. And so when this all first came out, you know, the school board was like, oh, this is an isolated event. You know, we're going to take care of this from within. Basically saying they weren't going to let the public know what had happened with the whole situation. And... So you know, my thing it, is this: There's no way that you do this for the first time. No, and you it see wasn't. what I'm saying? This is not the first time. You don't have the balls to be as a principal and slash. Especially mayor. this day and age, everything going on. Come on, you know, come on. People now, I will say, out. it's Eastern Kentucky, so I don't know what the cell phone signals out there like. So maybe they've been doing this for years, <laughs> and we just didn't know because. We don't have connection to them way out there. You know what I mean? Well, they actually were because the the person said, this is an isolated event. We're going to take care of it. And so everybody just kind of took that with a grain of salt. Well, you know, the Internet sleuths get to sleuthing (laughs) and, you know, some things, some bones were were dug up. And Mm -hmm. it turns out that back in 2000, I think, 17, they were posting this same type of thing for a a homecoming pep rally and from what i hear this is something that they do on a regular basis for a homecoming pep rally is they have these adult it was called a man's a man's pageant penis is what they called it yeah (laughs) sorry you could say that (laughs) but it was supposed to have been a men's pageant but mm-hmm. the men's pageant involved them being all in scantily clad clothes, giving lap dances and to the teachers and spanking the principal, which is also the mayor of the town. See, this sounds <laughs> that is like so ho bunk to me. I this swear. sounds like one man's perversion being acted out. Like, and it could be the principal slash mayor. Like, he sounds like he I should agree. get a nasty award because, like, I feel like he put this thing together. And there's one person that's benefiting from this. And it's it's nasty to think about. But, like, this is one person's perversion. I agree. That's now publicly accepted there. You know what I mean? Because this is almost, in a way, sort of like, uh, you know, you could almost call this sort of leaning towards grooming. Because, you know, how do you know you get in a, you don't, these teachers don't call one of these kids and be like, oh, you know whatever whatever that they would say i don't know i wouldn't want to know but you know it's just it's a little too close to comfort and there were parents literally on the news defending the teachers i'm like i would have my ass up at that school board going off until they was all sent home fired done because here's the thing about like small communities like that like I, i know it's in eastern kentucky and but there's there's small communities like that all across the country you you do whatever it takes to be a part of something because like to a lot of those parents the last thing they want to be is not a part of the community so if they're the ones that come out and be like hey this shit is nasty and wrong the other parents might look at them like oh they think they're better than us yeah we've been doing this you're the one making it nasty this this and that no dog it's nasty like yeah and i think I mean, that's like, the only reason because they they just wanted to be a part of something you know what i mean yeah like on the shade room like when they posted this the other day 
like, I had already heard people in my store talking about it. And I was like, if that was true, then that would be posted all over the internet. Two days later, Shade Room had posted it on Instagram. I was wow. like, holy shit. <laughs> when I opened up my Instagram. Because I thought the person was lying to me. I, it, it was one of those people that goes on, you know. So I thought they were lying. And then I opened it up. Yeah. All the comments, though, were just like, who the hell could be this stupid to think, oh, this is okay. You know, I mean. And my thing just, is this. My thing is this. You know some inappropriate things are taking place at that school. Definitely. Besides the dancing. Like, there's there's definitely there's gotta some There's got to be deeper stuff going crossed. on. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what, like takes it from being like a watch the videos on youtube just type in kids stripping at school kentucky you're gonna get it it's gonna pop right up oh god but like, that's what takes it <laughs> i know right that's what takes it and you know what's fucked up is the episode that we had where i told where i lost my virginity at was actually at school in the locker room so i bet they think kentucky's just this wild place now <laughs> But yeah, no. But yours um, wasn't with a teacher, though. So it wasn't with a teacher, and it was. Yeah, it just wasn't this. It wasn't this situation. <laughs> it threw me off from what I was gonna say. But anyways, what I was gonna say to kind of wrap that that portion up was it made me stop laugh like I laugh instantly, like oh shit, this is crazy. But then it started to set in like if they're willing to do this shit publicly, what do you what do you think's happening in private? Yeah. That's crazy to me. And so like it is. Yeah, when it comes to that, I, I I can't really roll with that. Um, but you brought up the shade room and shade room is always funny to me. Hold on, I got some new toys here. We're gonna transition and I got okay. something that says transition here. Listen, hold on. Oh, okay. Oh, now <laughs> something new. <laughs> uh let's something talk about new. a let's talk about a fun subject. And I mean really fun because I got a feeling we're about to disagree on the levels of what's acceptable, what's not, and why Jada is the most annoying wife ever. Ah, see. I know. So I'm not not gonna do that. We're gonna have a conversation (laughs) about it. So basically, here's what happened. Jada went on her very, very public forum in front of millions of people and decided that you know, last time she embarrassed her husband, it wasn't enough that I'm going to go on here and I'm going to embarrass him just a little bit more and tell the world that, hey, it's hard to make love to my husband. It's hard to please this man. It's hard to have sex with Will Smith, Mr. Independence Day himself. That's basically what she said. That's not what she said. Okay. You misinterpreted it. (laughs) You give me your version of what she said. She was saying there needs to be an open line of communication when you're having sex with somebody, especially if you're married to them and and long term, that you can say, hey, I don't like the way you're doing that right there. Change it this way. And she was saying that she they, they had to learn to open their line of communication to communicate with each other sexually. And in the beginning, she struggled to do that. That's what I got out of that. But I feel like people have turned Jada into the villain, and I don't think that's the case. I think they're misreading this. Here's why I here's why if someone so every story has to have a villain, right? And it doesn't mean that when I say she's the villain, I don't think Jada's a bad person. I'm just talking about in the context of 
this thing right here right she does annoy me because as i was speaking to you and i said prior to this we'll put this on the shelf and let's go back to the actual incident and you know the incident i'm talking about with august alcina right Mm -hmm. when that incident first dropped i'm a free thinker so i wasn't really judging jada at all i was like i mean if that's how they get down that's how they get down like i don't see I mean, why this it's is any- been known that will has also had multiple <clears throat> affairs too so i mean exactly. they, and it's been discussed that they have an open marriage you know here was my problem with that whole situation though and that's fine and if it stayed as speculation as rumors as we kind of know that they did it whatever no one has a right to say anything but once again she dusted off that red table and she sat down and she said I'm gonna tell it all but she didn't really tell it all I did have a problem with her there so Jada you watch all the red table talks one of the things that I'm very impressed with is like how open that they get I have her the mother and And her daughter I know I love shit like that I was like that I could never the... talk with my mother and my grandmother or yeah Me about neither. stuff like that or my Which mother I think and that's my so daughter dope that they have that family dynamic that, you know what I'm so saying too. I think that's a really good thing and I've always said that like I believe Jada to be genuine they, they're just different types of people I believe her to be genuine the only time I didn't feel she was being genuine was that episode and so it made me be like why are you doing this because like she almost said when I started to have an affair but I don't think it's an affair because I don't think that's their rules she looks across the table at Will and she said you know we began to have an entanglement Entanglement. (laughs) she changed the word which told me that was the first time I've ever seen Jada thinking about what she was going to say next like I need to present this the right way and I don't like that you presented it at all, but take me out of it, right? Because if that's y'all's marriage, that's y'all's marriage. So then Will (laughs) was at the table as well, and his face told the world, I'm not okay with this, I wasn't okay with this, and I still don't like the fact that I have to sit here and support her. But I'm gonna support her. Yeah, it became a meme, definitely. I'm gonna support her, because that's our marriage. And even if she did something that she didn't consider wrong, and I don't really consider wrong, but I don't like it. Well, the agreement is I'm going to support her anyways. But he right. was hurt. He did not like, and I don't know if it was the sex with August or the way the story got out there. And I think it could have been more with what the story became and less about what they actually did. Because you can't, you don't move a young man into your house and he started having sex with your wife and you not know about it. It ain't like he found out when, you know what I'm saying? He knew. That's crazy. I think yeah. I think it was just how messy it got. Yeah, I would agree. I, I think, mean, she was almost posting more with August than she was with Will. I, I mean, didn't even know was, none of this because I don't, I didn't follow her. I, I just heard about it at, in the aftermath. You know, I've heard a lot yeah. about it in the aftermath. But, and so my, that was my only thing was like, you you did you did that for you even on the august side to me august had a problem had a substance abuse problem everybody knows that yeah that was the reason he moved in there oh see i didn't know that yeah you go back and re-watch the one with august on it 
So there's a red table. Oh, I didn't know he went on there. Oh, he was like in episode two before any of this dropped. And it's him talking about his drug problem and how like they saved his life because like he tried to commit suicide. That's the problem that people had with Jada was because they felt she like she was taking advantage of him. Bingo. She knew how vulnerable he was. He had he came there, he kicked the, the drug habit, and like Will spoke about that too. Like there was some bad, bad nights of detoxing. And then like everybody knows that rule number one in a rehab is you don't mess with the people that are working at the rehab. Sure. And the rehab workers know that because the next dependency they're gonna build is upon you. She should know that. She's yeah, very intelligent. Yeah, she should have. And so yeah, that was my issue. Highly intelligent. My issue there was, Jada, that was selfish. I know he I wanted you to, but I think that was selfish. And then I think the, the red table talk was super selfish. Only even if you had like, even if she had good intentions, like no, let's just get it out there and get this out of the way. She should have been able to look at her husband and say, "E, this is not doing good things for him right now. Mm-hmm. Or this is not going to be good for you, Will. I'm sorry it got to this, but let's just shut up about it. Because had I'm she bullet. never done, yeah. had she never done the red table talk, you know the internet. It was huge. It would have been that for two or three days, and then something else would have came along. Mm-hmm. And so, in my opinion, like she, that was so, like a selfish move. And then, like every time I hear her talk now, I think about Will, and I'm like, "Dog, let him breathe." I feel like, when and, I, and, I, and ladies, said, I know one second, one more thing, ladies, I know okay. Will's probably not perfect or easy to be married to because he likes to be gone and do a lot of things on his own. And he's known to I'm have a just, lot of other women. And I'm just saying, and that's why I say the fact that she slept with August, no issues. It's how she handled it afterwards right. that I was just like, well, Jada, what you doing? Like, yeah. But I, like I said, I don't want to sound like I'm just bashing her because I actually really no, do I like get, Jada. I, you would be the last one I would expect to bash a woman for something like that. I would yeah. never think that you were like that. My thing, I don't go, I'm not going to judge it off of all of entirety because I don't know about all of entirety. I'm going to judge it off of what I've saw. And what yes. I've saw, I can, I say this. I felt like what she said was, yeah, getting a little bit blown up. People were making something out of it that it wasn't. But just like you said earlier, they would have forgot about it. However, future coming out with that damn shirt. That's what really just... <laughs> That's what took yeah. the rocket off yeah. to the whole yeah. other planet. <laughs> Future was the one. And then so that brought the audiences in and got everybody. So it made it a lot bigger. It was already a little something, but Future just intensified it too, way too much. And then everybody's blaming it on. Like I saw a YouTube video earlier. I watched it and they were like, Jada and Future are playing Will Smith. And I was like, did I miss something? And I had... Yeah. They were just nah, talking nah, about nah. what had happened. Yeah. And I'm like, come on now, guys. Like, it's not like she's in on it with future. You yeah, know? nah, that's just the it's I, I can usually look past the I can usually see internet bullshit and know it's internet bullshit. Like, all right, I get it. A, a more serious question about the situation that I and I don't know the answer, so it's like I really want to get your take on it, is 
do you feel like that maybe Jada resents Will a little bit? Yeah. Because do you remember that first episode that Will was on with Jada and her mom where she's explaining about like the house that they're in, right? And like she explains it like Will kept t- you kept telling me you were building me this house and you were doing this house for me. And then like I couldn't get through to you to tell you no, this is all for you and your ego is why you're building this house. I don't want this house. And even Willow chimed in was like, remember we had a conversation. And like he was he was basically like, I didn't understand it what Jada was saying it. But like one day I said to Willow, like, I don't know why mommy's sad. Like, I bought this house for her. And Willow was young and she's like, No, you didn't, Daddy. You bought that for you. He was like, So I got it then that like, oh, I'm making my things their things and they don't have a choice but she had a look on her face of like this deep-seated resentment and it's like resentment is a funny funny emotion because it can be there when you don't want it to be there Amen. like yeah and, and that that's a and it's i've hard seen to that control look. yes yes and i think sometimes that not that she's like doing bad shit just to hurt Will or anything like that but I think resentment plays into it so like right before that red table talk they had a conversation before he went on and I know she's seen this is bothering Will but see that's where resentment will come in and be like he didn't show that until he got out there in front of that audience it's a hundred percent positive yeah i have no and i don't think we even have half the whole story maybe he thought he was okay until he got in front of the, yeah. I mean, because i've been like that before i've been like i'm good and then i get in front of people start talking about something and i can just feel the tears coming you know yeah, yeah. i don't know they have a they have an interesting marriage they um, do but I will say, as far as the resentment thing, fitting in off of that a little bit, mm-hmm. I do feel like it is unfair to Jada because since the since the whole August situation, she's been getting picked apart about everything that she yeah. says or does about Will. And Will has not been a perfect husband either, but people are holding him up on this pedestal like he has been. And, well, that's and the so, internet. That's yeah. the internet. That's how that's the internet true. works. The internet is a funny place because it has to have a winner and a loser on every situation. It don't matter if they're both losers or they're both clearly winners. One of them has to win more than the other then. And I think you're right. They chose that like, hey, this bad thing just keeps happening to Will. And so anything that they look at from her, they're going to judge on those standards of this is what Jada does. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then like and that's not even to bring up like the the Tupac stuff I ain't gonna lie the Tupac stuff is kind of weird I didn't know about all that until today I was reading the letters and all that shit yeah Yeah. the letter from her daughter I was like that's weird man it's a lot lot. but she's Will Smith's daughter right yes yes so why is her daughter Willow writing letters to Tupac saying and again the the episode that Will was on before the entanglement it answers that they talked about Tupac and Will again became visibly mad he mm. he he 
He said that they never got along. He admitted they, it was just this. He's like, I respected him because she loved him. And I knew he loved her as in like, if I can't be with her, I am going to protect her. He was like, so I never doubted that bond they had, but me and him didn't see eye to eye. And he said that he feels jealous to this day because the love that she has for him is the type of love that he'll never understand. That there's times that she just starts crying over Tupac on his birthdays and stuff to this day. But it's been so many years. Like, I don't even, I'm a, I support Jada a lot in this, but that's one thing I can't bring myself to be like, come on, girl. And and even if like, even if it's her, if it's her being like, hey, this is how I feel about this guy that I lost and who I loved and he loved me. Why are you bringing your daughter who never met him into this? Yeah, I don't understand that. That's weird, dog. Saying, come back to me and mommy or something like that. Like, I don't... What? Like, I saw that today. I was like, did I miss something else? (laughs) This is how much she's conveying that she misses this man in the household. That the daughter is thinking, like, come back because it'll make my mommy not sad. But I think that a lot of people were speculating, too, that when that letter was wrote, that Willow was so young that it probably wasn't even actually Willow that wrote it. That Jada wrote it. But which is even more weird to put it out there and be like, Willow wrote this, but really you wrote it. As, yeah, nah, the whole situation is the whole situation is yeah, I know this makes it sound bad on Jada, it's just, I don't understand and, and I'm, not, I'm but, not down in Jada like I, well we, you know, we came into this, yeah. I was on Jada's side, and I am on Jada's side, but there are a couple things that I'm like, come on girl, but there's, just, we, you know I could get into Will Smith's things too, but I don't know personal situations about him, but I do know that there are rumors that have been out there, but I don't you know, I don't know them and that's not what the hot topic is right now either so right and I think um, Will again I I do believe it's it's probably hard to be married to Will Smith aside from all the other things and that's not even just Jada like any woman that's married to a man that you gotta share with the world yeah that's like that's what you have to do like when they're public people you share your partner with the world. But I mean, that's him with Jada too, though. And, and I came into this on Jada's side, but you know, Jada's also, she's known like as a, what a lot of men, I've heard them say when, when I say, you know, what's your perfect one? I've heard so many men say, Jada. You know? Shit. You ain't asked nobody in the last but two years. But that was huh? before, yeah, that was before <laughs> all this. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah, I'm, I'm bullshitting. Things have but, you changed. Know, you're, you're, you're right, though, about that. Like, she, she's talented. She's obviously brilliant. She's obviously beautiful. She, she, I do like, I love how open her mind is to things. Yeah. And, and she's his. so strong. Like, you just look at the way they raise those children. And, like, Jaden Smith is one of my favorite humans on earth. Forget the acting, forget the music stuff. Like, he's one of my favorite humans. The things that he does that's, like, just doesn't really ever get talked about are crazy. Like, I'll come across these stories, and it's like, why wasn't this on the news? Like, he feeds. He he has a... So he has a vegan food truck company, and it's, like, Mm -hmm. eight trucks in L.A. 
all they do is feed they only feed homeless people wow i he didn't loses, know that he loses about two hundred thousand dollars a year doing this wow like as just straight loss i can never make money on this yeah but <laughs> it feels like I mean, four of this you know sure what i mean it feels good for him to do That's it what he does know? and he doesn't just he's out there all the time he eats out there with them he he brings them he owns wow. the um that water brand uh just water oh, and so they drop off just just water to all these people all the time like he, he does just good humans and, and willow i love the way willow thinks like i love her you have to be pretty intelligent and open-minded parents to be able to produce children such as them yeah because those children are just like phenomenal kids like what i love about willow is she's not gonna do nothing she don't want to do and that's that's that sounds something small but like no it's not peer pressure what i try to do as a grown-up is like i don't want to do anything i don't want to do yeah she makes really good music some of her best music she's made just came out on like was out on SoundCloud and shit. Not the whip my hair shit. Like yeah. she makes some really really good music. I've heard if people say that. If she wanted to do that, she could do that. She's a pretty good actress. If she wanted to do that, she could do that. She plays around with models at times. If she wanted to do that, she could do that. But she doesn't do anything she doesn't want to do, and she doesn't work on anyone else's time. Um, Will shared a. a pretty dope story on that first episode that he was on he was saying that he's learned more from willow than anyone else in his life and he said that when she um remember when she had the single for whip my hair Mm -hmm. so she's on tour with justin bieber at the time they're in europe and she has the single for whip my hair so she goes out she performs this record she comes off stage and she's like, ah. and Will's like, baby, you did so good. Like that crowd loves that. You did great. And she's like, yeah, <clears throat> I'm ready to go now. And he was like, yeah, we're we going back to the hotel. She's like, oh, no, I'm done. Like, I'm ready to go back home. And she was like, he was like, no, well, honey, like you told Jay-Z because he was running Rock Nation at the time. Like you told Mr. Jay-Z that you would do this tour. So you've got a responsibility that you've got like 13 more shows to do and she was like oh no I'm done come on daddy and so they go back to the hotel and he's like whatever I'm going to ignore what she said tomorrow I think we go to Copenhagen or some other Europe some place in Europe Yeah. he said she comes down to the hotel lobby the next morning and she had shaved her head complete all of her hair completely off and he was like, oh, you're ready to go. Because it's hard to perform with my hair with the hair. Oh, I didn't and even she, think about that. Right. And he was like, as soon as I seen her, I was like. She wasn't playing. You told me. You told me. She said, I'm done. And if I have to perform with my hair, I'll cut my hair off. And he was wow. like, so I called Jay-Z and I was like, she's done. And Jay was just like, that's fine. It doesn't matter. But like. He was like, but in that moment, he was like, it like, it taught me so much about listening and about like believing people mm-hmm. and taking action on what they're saying. 
and he was like but like yeah and it's she was she was mad young then so it's like to i don't when i'm questioning jada <laughs> i'm just questioning how she's doing some shit right now i need to make it clear they get a plus grades when it comes to parenting from me because you can't fake that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Those kids are phenomenal. And I mean, as much as they've been, and they were raised in Hollywood by two of Hollywood's elite, like to turn right. out with two kids, not just one that's good and one that's bad, two kids that are amazing. Like yeah. that says, I feel like a lot about who they are as people and as parents. I agree, man. It's, um, Shout out to them again. It's I got a weird situation, be, but shout out to y'all. <laughs> we're gonna continue to be talking about them because I just got a feeling that Jada. I think Jada finds joy in this now. She, I think she likes she likes getting her numbers. I mean, she's on a platform I think she, now. I think she likes <laughs> the idea that I can say it this certain way, and it could be just confusing enough that they're gonna talk about it. Right. She's smart enough to know that too. Definitely. hundred percent. hundred percent. Oh man. That's funny. Speaking of music, let's, let's transition into, Oh shit. Hold on. Transition button. Boom. Oof. Now we're having music talk. Um, exciting. Adele is coming. I'm excited. How long has it been since we got the, since five the last years. Been? Yeah. Five years. It's been, cause she did the, <clears throat> Uh, I think it was 19, 21, 25, and now it's 30. She's doing these are her age. Is this, is this her age? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and this album, it to me, mm-hmm. it is very personal. Have you heard the like meaning of the album? You know, everybody says it's the breakup album, which it is. It was the divorce album. However, she says she didn't write this album as a divorce album. She wrote it because they, her uh, ex husband and her have a a child who is now nine. But mm. she said she wrote this album so that he could listen to it when he is older and understand why she had to choose to be selfish for herself. Instead of staying there and not being happy to make the relationship work. So with the song so, Easy on Me and, you know. Yeah. So she's got a new boo now, though, right? Yeah. A black guy. He's hot, too. Okay. I was thinking. I, I thought so. I thought she had. She was with someone new. I like Adele. And here's why I like Adele. Um, I come from music. Like, that. that was the thing that I was doing. And... There's this thing in music to where you can have all the right notes and all the right instruments and have them played at all the right time and a perfect vocalist, and it just might not have that feeling. And then you can give some slightly, maybe it's slightly off music to the right vocalist, and that feeling can come through, and it doesn't make a difference. And that's that's how I feel about Adele, like, she could sing the most mundane shit and I'm going to sit there and listen yeah, because been... she seems to be able to find somewhere within her that's yeah. real in every song. You know what I mean? She really does write her feelings and, and yeah. it comes across in the music. Like 
I, there, there's been so many times when her album came out and I was going through, you know, a lot of the same thing. I was going through a breakup or whatever. And her music can still, there's certain songs I can turn on today. And it's like, and it's emotionally draining for me to listen to them because hearing those songs take me right back to that place where I was at, you know, mentally yeah. when that album came out and what I was going through because her voice is just that powerful. And yeah. it's just, wow. I like, I mean, um, I think I like Adele more than I like Adele's music. And I, I mean that as a compliment. I don't mean that in no. She's beautiful. Like, and, and I can understand that. But because. And even just like the, the non-physical stuff. Like I have an affinity for artists that are willing to walk away from the art when it doesn't feel the same. Right. So the fact that it took her five years in between projects tells me that this was done and this was crafted with care and on her time. And I like, so like Yeah. That's a, that's a powerful thing to do. Um, yeah. Frank Ocean does the same thing for me. He comes when he wants to. It's the same. Kendrick Lamar. Kanye. Yeah. There's no need because to be. There's no need to just be in putting music out to put music out. Right. I'm that's like the difference yet. to me and the, like the Drake and Kanye CD. Not to yeah. get into that whole conversation again. But, yeah. you know, when you hear a, an artist that actually has a meaning behind their album. There's something there. There's a message. Yeah. You're getting something out of it. You can tell that they're at a different point in their life. You can tell that they're growing as an artist, that they're growing as a person. That yeah. is a special album. Whereas mm -hmm. like Drake's certified lover boy was, I mean, some nice beats with some lyrics over him. It literally showed no growth from the last three albums. From the, here's the thing about, and we could stay here for just a second. I'm not going to do the okay. whole thing about them too, but the, the interesting thing about the Drake and Kanye thing, um, Drake's music, he has a formula. Yeah. And Drake doesn't, doesn't deviate away from that formula too often. And to me, that is why it'll always put him behind. It'll put him behind Kendrick. It'll always put him behind Kanye. And it'll also always put him behind Lil Wayne to me. And I'm not a Lil Wayne fan, but Wayne was never afraid that I'm going to try to do this this different way. Okay, now I think I can do it this different way. Same with Kanye is the ultimate when it comes to that. But like, yeah. they, they want to say top three and they want to go Kendrick, J. Cole, and Drake. And to me, they're, I really like Drake. I really do. You can't put that artistry next to what Kendrick and J. Cole does. I don't think so either. I can't. It's just different. It's just a I different can't. level. Kendrick makes sure that he never puts out the same album twice. Good Kid, Mad City was phenomenal. And it was one of my favorite albums of all time. And then when we got to Pimp a Butterfly, it was so different from Good Kid, Mad City that it I remember the first time I heard it, I was like, what am I listening to? Like he starts the album off with like a G-Funk classic. And then it goes into this jazz with no drums. And he's just rapping with a skit in it and two women talking back. And like, it's just completely different. And it's like, wait a minute. He knows they can't play this on the radio. Yeah. That's like Kanye. Drake me. would never. Drake yeah, would never. Yeah, no. It's this doesn't be radio work for box. radio. Can't do it. And it was like, 
Jesus, this thing is completely different. And then when he comes back with damn, it's like, this was different than that, which was also different. Than, this is aggressive. This is like, I'm, I'm interested to see, I'll give Kendrick years because I know we're going to, he's going to take us somewhere else. It'll be worth it in a way. Drake can't afford to have years. No, off because his audience will not lose gonna, interest and grow up. Exactly. He's not going to take you anywhere, but where he's at and like, where he's at, he's really good at being where he's at. He might be the best in that little lane, mm-hmm. but like it can't ever take you somewhere else. J. Cole, his brilliance is <laughs> he doesn't, he's not as famous as Drake. He is, but he isn't. And he doesn't quite rap as good as Kendrick, but J. Cole has been so authentic to who he is since day one. Yeah. Like, on his first album, he's rapping about the fact that Jay-Z never calls his name out and stuff, even though most people don't know that J. Cole was the first artist to ever sign to Rock Nation. Oh, I didn't know that. He was the very first artist to sign to Rock Nation. It's the first person Jay-Z signed. Wow. No, and I didn't know And then he went about 11 months without hearing from Jay-Z at all. Because that's what Jay-Z does. Jay-Z is a, you got to figure it out on your own. You're not going to just get this Jay-Z verse and be out of here. Yeah. Work for it. Earn it. And he said on his first album, Jay-Z's on the song Mr. Nice Watch. He didn't know. He turned the album in like he thought, I'm going to get this Jay-Z song. But like, he couldn't even really get in contact with Jay-Z. So when he turns the album into Rock Nation... Jay already knew he was going to pick a song and jump on it. But he didn't want Jay Cole to know that because he wanted yeah. Cole to put, you put together the he best album to put all you his can own do. Work in. Yeah. Right. And so it's just, they're different. They're different. Yeah. And Cole was bothered by that. And he used to bring that up a lot in his raps. Like the fact that he felt like the stepchild on Rock Nation. Because the problem with Cole was the very next year is when they signed Rihanna. The whole budget went to Rihanna. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. So, J-, J. Cole told a story about, like, he um he went into a meeting after the first album with Rock Nation. And they were like, yeah, you did great, man. I mean, every, you hit the metrics we want. We think you can hit. Everything is good. Um, Your budget for this next one is 100000 He was like, hey, my budget for my first one was two hundred and fifty. And they were like, yeah, we just don't. The metrics we got say that you're not going to sell like that. Like, you're going to be a solid artist, but we can't put that much money in it. But they hadn't been going to the shows. Mm. J. Cole had a college following that was different. I, the first time I seen J. Cole was live. I was at Purdue University. Mm-hmm. And, like, J. Cole was burning up the colleges. It was wild in there. Burning up the colleges. The label didn't see that at first. So, like, he had to continue to prove himself. So that's why even now, I still think he holds some animosity. And he's like, he feels like, I have to prove myself Yeah, all the time. But that always gives an artist one up, I feel like. If you feel like you got something to prove, you're fighting for something still. They tend to to want it a little bit more. And and it comes across in the music. Yeah, 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 it definitely comes across in the music. Yeah. um, Speaking of new music, did you hear, uh, you mentioned Wayne earlier. Did you hear Wayne and Papoose's song that dropped last week? No, I didn't know they dropped. 
Wait, it Papoose is, is doing music again? Him, Wayne, and Papoose <clears throat> dropped a song on Friday. And Listen, it's heat. Pa- I'm going to have to go check that out on the strength of Papoose alone. Papoose is one of the greatest we've had in hip hop. Like, the appreciation for He's Papoose not is. His flowers. Oh, my God. And it makes me the, so sad. Let me the do the rapping side first. Ridiculous. <laughs> like, ridiculous. I just cannot. Like, this guy is ridiculous with the wordplay. And then, like, to know how much of a stand up dude that he is. Yeah. He, when Remy he went, Remy when she went and, back, bro, what? When he didn't even I don't know have any to. other man that would have been there for him, her like Papoose was. Papoose held that shit down. And so then when she the came home, th- she didn't even want. She was the dude. She was like, I don't want to have a baby. I want to focus on my career. I want to focus on me. He was like, No, he's cool. You said you was gonna have my baby when you came home because <laughs> I held you down. And now they got that baby and. They take the cutest pictures together, and it's so sweet. And I nah, love it. I, I love Papoose, man. Cause I like, do too. He said, "I, I really um, one of my favorite people in hip hop and in life." Period is is Fat Joe. Like I don't think people understand the history that Fat Joe brings to hip hop, and like, but like Fat Joe is a one of the pioneers of a lot of the music that we hear today, and two, he's one of the funniest dudes ever right see i didn't know that so papoose and remy ma or excuse me fat joe and remy ma here's how they got together fat joe is kind of making music but he's not a great rapper at the time right he's half in Mm -hmm. the streets half in the music he then finds big pun big pun is a phenomenal rapper at the time right Mm -hmm. so joe and pun link up and they form terror squad and so Remy Ma lived in the same building that Pun lived in. And Pun was it. like, yo, shorty downstairs can rap. And Joe's like, all right, what up? You talking about the loud mouth girl to be out in the lobby all the time? And he's like, yo. So Remy Ma's like 15 at the time. Comes upstairs and starts rapping for Joe. And Joe was like, wow. what? I didn't she- know that. So yeah, so this is how long Rem- so when Fat Joe says like that's my sister he brought her he means, into the game. He means like like let's not talk about music no more cuz I've raised her since she was 15. Yeah. So he said that like him and Papoose didn't used to get along at oh. first cuz Papoose didn't that, quite understand their relationship. Right. And like Remy Ma would always say like people always thought I was with Fat Joe like when Joe says he's my brother like I wasn't having no fun on tour with him and Pun. Like, I couldn't do nothing. Don't nobody talk to Remy because that's like, that's he's like, they didn't let me. Yeah. He was like, it's yeah. always been that way. And he was, she was like, I used to tell Pap and Joe, like, y'all are the same people. <laughs> <laughs> y'all both are like, y'all would get to, y'all would actually like each other. And then, like, but Fat Joe was like, what made him appreciate Papoose so much. And like end up go to loving Papoose was the way he held Remy down. When Remy yeah. went in, he was like, it that was the first time he said he seen somebody that had love for his sister the way he had love for her. And he, and he did, was like, man. And Joe was like, and and from that moment on, like Papoose became certified to me. Eight That's years my she brother. Stood by her and held her down. Yeah. 
he was like, and then from that point on, like Papoose is my brother. I'll hurt you for him too. Because I don't know that there's anyone else on earth that loves her like I do besides that man. You know what I mean? That's awesome. That's dope though. I didn't know he, I didn't know he had a song though. Yeah. Can I tell you my favorite line from the song? Is Wayne. He he said, I don't need no regrets. So she going to have to chug that. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, he said it in his own little Wayne voice. I said, I don't need no regrets. So she going to have to chug that. (laughs) I'm going to have to go listen. You've got to go check it out. And it's called, I think it's Told You We Not Gonna Stop. I thought I, thought I was going to stop. That's what it's called. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to add, just added it to my list. I'm going to go check that out. Um, okay. We got Summer Walker coming up too, right? Yes, we do. And I'm excited about that too. I wasn't feeling necessarily the song with her and JT. I'm not the biggest JT City Girls fan at all. Just to be honest. Here's the thing. I'm this I'm a city girls fan when it's just the city girls. Like they do their Miami shit, and mm-hmm. I like that. When they get with the rest of QC and they add, you know, Meg or they add Cardi or they add any of these, I it just feels like it takes it away from this really, really authentic thing that they do. I just and don't like I don't None of I it's ever bad stuff. music. I think theirs is just really a lot of, like, to me, I take theirs as, like, something I could hear people from our area putting out. (laughs) I mean. Yeah, yeah. You know, it just sounds kind of backyard hobo dunk. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I'm just not the biggest fan of the City Girls. And then and then her rap freak song, God, that's a whole nother subject. That was a hot mess. Did you see that? I heard it. It's terrible. It is so bad. And then she yeah, rhymed terrible. roaches with bonus roaches. <laughs> 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 nah, and Megan yeah, the Stallion was... was clowning her ass over that too. Yeah, that's, she that's said terrible. all in your face like some roaches or something like that. I'm going to be on your face like, I'm going to sit on your face like the roaches. Some, put you to sleep on your snooches. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. so, nah. So See, I'm excited. I'm excited to hear the Summer Walker because she's another one that's, she's different. And her playlist, the the album list, mm, it's gonna be something else for these ladies out here. I'm telling you, I'm ready for it. And she it already is. knows she's about to put uh, uh, London on the track. She's about to put him on damn blast. I see that right now. You think so? Her one of her songs. Hold on, I'm gonna pull it up right now. What her uh, 18th song is called Fourth Baby Mama and the Fourth Fourth Baby Mama Interlude, and then the fourth baby mama but she's got a a bitter throw it away constant bullshit switch up out unloyal toxic yeah it's, it's about to be hot so here's the thing i want to remind people about though when it comes to that remember that london is a writer as well yeah Some and, of these and songs he, that end up that might sound like it's about him Look at the credits. He might have actually wrote it. No, like he's a I different level of. It could have it maybe, but they, you know, they don't get along at all. You know that, right? She but seems I will like say, she'd be very difficult to get along with. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, but he also has four baby mamas, and he's he can. I'm sure he can be a manipulator, but 
Oh, they I'm both. Sure. I'm yeah. sure neither one of them's right because she wasn't it right either for getting with him and telling the other baby mama, is that your fault? You know, blah, 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 blah. She was toxic in her own right for that. Yeah. But, you know, they both are in the wrong, really. But uh, he, he, I won't discredit him. He definitely had a big part to do with her first album. And mm-hmm. I mean, and I know that. And that first album was everything. She has a. I'm gonna tell you what made me a big fan of Summer Walker. I, I mean, I I knew the hits or whatever, but like, I'd seen. Uh, I like to watch those NPR Tiny Desk mm-hmm. concerts, and I just I had it on letting it play one day, and she had one where she's just singing acoustic in this small office, right? Dog. Her voice is. She's so talented. Oh my insane. god! The control that she had on her voice. I go back and listen to some of the records mm-hmm. that she did then instead of the CD version. It just yeah. sounded so much better that I was just like, yo, no, she's different. She's different than the other ones. Like this girl is, she, she's got it. She can sing. You know what I mean? She like, takes it back to that nineties R and B type of feeling. Yeah. And there's not yeah. many artists no, that can still really pull good. that off at this day and age. Yeah, especially when it comes to R&B, man, it's, it's, it's my, so R&B is my favorite genre, right? Mm-hmm. But it goes through these phases where it struggles, where it's like, I would agree. If one artist gets really, really big, the next 10 in line will start to do what that person's doing. Mm-hmm. Not knowing that it's like, hey, you're just blending in now. Like that's you may not be number one. You may not be number one, but number two is still special. Like, yeah, you can still do you. And I think that was the beauty of R and B in the nineties and early two thousands was there wasn't a competition. No, no, jagged edge does not sound like Usher. No, ever. But they're both so incredibly amazing. I think Usher is the most underrated R and B artist ever. Like I don't think oh, I don't anyone know. goes through the con like go through Usher's catalog, mm-hmm. and I'm telling you, you, you would just if they would just line this shit up, it would be like dog. What? No, I I know Usher's great, but I also feel like Usher does get his recognition, whereas like Jagged Edge didn't get their recognition. Uh, Jagged Edge didn't uh, get their the recognition sang- because they only did two albums albums together. Right. Before shit started shifting. You know what I mean? Yeah, they were having And I think problems, that's why. But, but hey, them two albums was fire. Yeah, I know. Hey, J.E. Heartbreak, pff, that was the Man. album. Man, they, they was, was so awesome. good. Yeah. Do you know who else is supposed to be dropping a song tomorrow? Who? First time collaboration ever. Post Malone and The Weeknd are dropping a song. They put a snippet out. On- that's going to be massive. It's really good. It the yeah. I don't even need to hear it. It's gonna be massive. Snippet, but it's fire. I'm excited about Post that. Post Malone one. is funny to me because like it was like it was it wasn't until like two years ago that I realized I liked Post Malone because like I just didn't think I liked I didn't, I didn't know either. these songs were Post Malone songs. I, right? I was the and same. So, <laughs> my dude my was son like, had to tell me. You don't like this song? I was like, I do like. Oh, I know I like that song. Oh yeah, I like that song too. He's like, nigga, yeah. that's Post Malone. That's like, oh, what shit. <laughs> me and my son did the same thing. Yeah. And I was like, no, I like him. And then um, my one of my top five songs of all times 
any genre belongs to Post Malone. Any genre circles. Yeah, that I like song circles too. is so perfectly crafted. And it's like, yeah, I like and I say that from a, a dude that used to do music. So when I say crafted, like that was when they recorded that, they knew. Every now and then that'll happen. And it's like, oh, yep, that's it. That's the one. It could only be this yeah. way. And so like, I, I like Post Malone a lot. I like him. Yeah, I, like I don't think Post I'd want to hang out with him because he looks like he smells bad. <laughs> he does, like, Sydney. <laughs> he looks like he smells bad. I don't know that he does or doesn't, but... I, <laughs> I don't think I'd want to hang out with Post Malone though. I just nah, I'm cool, bro. But I appreciate yeah. you, and I'm a fan. <laughs> Yo, I like Man. Post Malone over here too. It's been a while since he's released anything. It seemed like he was releasing something all the time, but he hasn't released yeah. anything really like since since Circles. He, he did that. Um, he did that Netflix movie. Uh, oh, I see. I didn't know that. He did a movie. It was him and shit. Who was the actor? Mark Wahlberg. They oh, did a Netflix okay. Movie. I didn't know that. So okay. I'm guessing he could be doing another movie. Like he could be. Because mm. he was pretty good in that too. Uh, so yeah, it, it, you never know. Uh, while we're on the topic of music though, I do want to send a congratulations out to Jay-Z for being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He is the first rapper to be in the Hall of Fame. Um, yeah. Congratulations, and- Jay-Z. That's major. Jay-Z is my he's my favorite rapper. He's not number one on my all-time rapping list, but mm-hmm. he's my personal favorite rapper. Um it was it was just due. It's it was time. It was when you put the like uh they were just kind of going through his accolades. Every category that they brought up, like Grammys for this, number one albums for that. It's him and the Beatles. Mm-hmm. That's it. it See, like he's know. tied with the Beatles for three of these, like most Grammys, oh, most that. of this. He's one album away. If if he releases another album and it goes to number one, he'll be all time number one albums. Wow. He's currently tied with the Beatles. I think it was fourteen, with fourteen number one albums. That's insane. Like it, that is it, insane. it's insanity. That's a lot of damn music, man. That's a ton of music. And it's, Shh. it's yeah. I just appreciate Jay-Z a lot. Cause when I was growing up, that was Rockefeller was my era. Rockefeller was why I started rapping myself was mm-hmm. because like, um, at the time I hadn't really, I was, I hadn't heard music that made me be like, Hey, this is what I want to do. And the first time that I heard that, it was Rockefeller. And at the time, I didn't know that it was Kanye West. I didn't know that Kanye West was producing these songs. Yeah. I didn't know that Kanye produced This Can't Be Life. I didn't know he produced Pop and Tax. I didn't know this shit, but I knew, like, oh, that's the sound I want. Like, oh, I can... Let me write my own rap over this song, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, that's that's what I used to do. And, like, <laughs> that shit was, like, man, Rockefeller. And it's, like, Jay-Z, I think the best thing you can say about him is the careers that we have because of him. And so, Oh, yeah, I would agree. 
if there's no Jay-Z, there's no Kanye West. I can't if imagine a world without Kanye now. But just just <laughs> wait a second. So if there's no Jay-Z, there's no Kanye West. If there's no Kanye West, there's no Big Sean. There's no, no Travis Kid Scott. Cuddy. There's no Travis. Like this, it's just insane when you think yeah. about if there's the no Jay-Z, there's no Benny Siegel. So there's no Meek Mill because Meek mm. Mill looked up to Benny Siegel growing up in Philly. Like right. it's just, and that's just like one side of it. If there's no Jay-Z, there's no Cameron. So there's no Dipset. There's no Joel Santana. There's no Jim Jones. There's no, mm. like, that and it's takes like, back so much music that, you know, it's just like, dog, this is insane. And you know, what's so incredible about Jay-Z. He got this whole, he got as far as he's got. And he's never had an Instagram page until last <laughs> night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as of right now, about an hour ago, it's down now. <laughs> he's already deleted his page. Uh, Shader and posted. It looks like Jay Z didn't like Instagram. <laughs> his page is deleted. And that's funny because, like you, you when you said that to me before the show, I laughed because I followed that page, and the only post too. that he had on there was it looked like a movie promotion yeah. flyer and i'm guessing that somewhere in the marketing contract they said you have to post this on instagram like that's a part of these contracts nowadays like you have to post this on your social media so i guess he he was probably a dick too and was probably like for how long i mean at least a day got it well i i saw bef- <laughs> the last time i got an instagram before that make actually had posted uh, he had shared like jay-z's profile picture Mm -hmm. and he was like hove you need to put on you need to put some pictures on here because everybody thinks you're catfishing them and then the next time i get on there they say he took his instagram down that's it's just funny um (laughs) that yeah because the picture was like from his first rap his first cd wasn't it yeah so (laughs) jay-z is a jay-z is like a Jay-Z is is what hip-hop can do to, for the world. To get into, like, just a... I ain't gonna keep y'all long, but a slight deep detour, right? Jay-Z is accepted in every single room nowadays, right? Jay-Z is accepted in the White M-M-Bay. House. He can... Yeah, he can call the White House. He can walk into any NFL stadium. He's at the Met Gala. He's wherever he wants to be. He's yeah. on the... Well, I believe he owns Puma outright. It's you never been what? said yet. He owns Puma outright. Hasn't been said yet. It's not announced, but I believe it's coming very soon. Um, yeah, that's just one of those things that I believe happened. Uh, Jay Z was a drug dealer. It's crazy. Jay Z was a boys real and girls. Drug you can dealer. be anything you want to. And this is and this is the wild thing about it is like you can have that level of success that just transcends all that they'll forget about that other shit like they'll just forget about that other shit and that's what's happened with jay like how far he's come like now the people see him they see him as the business guy but the funny thing about that picture that he posted as his instagram profile well that was back during drug dealing days and it's like oh that's jay-z with the gold tooth it was a little bit different back then you know what i mean but yeah, they still, like I said, they accepted it. They uh, 
they accepted it. It was fine. You just moved past it. Shout out to Jay-Z, man. Congratulations. Because, yeah, man, it's a lot. To be the first rapper in there in itself is a big deal. I was also thoroughly excited that he, um, during his speech, he shouted out Dame Dash, who formed Rockefeller with him because, you know, they haven't been seeing eye to eye for the last 20 years. And it's just a feud that I would like to see over just because I loved Rockefeller so much growing up that, like, I never wanted to feel like I had to pick a side. So hopefully that can get worked out pretty, pretty quickly. And the two of them can be back on good terms. Yeah, and all is well. I mean, that's the only really positive news that I got for today. Yeah, I hope that they can work it all out, too, because... You know, they have a lot of time, you know, under the belt as friends and partners. And it's just sad that it ended the way that it did. It is. It is. And it's, yeah, it's just one of those things that all in all, it looks like it's, it's headed toward a better path, which is, which is, which is good. Um, I did have one more thing I wanted to talk about on here. I'm not going to go as far into it as I wanted to. But I know that there are some people that kind of know about this situation. So um, I'm going to go into this. If you don't give a shit about old drug wars and drug stories and people that committed crimes and karma, you can. This is a hard exit for you. I'll (laughs) see y'all next week. Bounce out. But um, I got the news yesterday, really, that Alpo Martinez, who... For those of you that don't know Alpo, Alpo was a big-time drug dealer in Harlem from New York pretty much all the way down through D.C., late 90s, early 2000s-ish. Well, early 2000, really 2000. He became really famous because, well, he was making a bunch of fucking money, for one. But he ultimately ended up killing his partner, Rich Porter, because he says that Rich Porter... So it would be if me and Christy was was both selling dope, right? And like I'm the one that deals with the plug, and I go to the plug and I'm like, yeah, I'm selling with Christy because Christy's that nigga in the streets, right? And he's like, I'm like, let me get the Christy price. And so the, he sells me a kilo for 16 grand. And then I go back to Christy and say, Yeah, he charged us 18 for it, so we good to go. And I pocket the other two grand. This is what he accused rich porter of doing there was never really any evidence of it happening so like wow he killed rich porter which was his one of his really really good friends which is all literally all, something people do all the time out here on the, the streets time. just to all make the their money back <laughs> right and so alpo any his problem was this he was a very violent person he was very loud too and he started doing a bunch of shit in the nation's capital and so, like, one one funny, not funny story, but, like, it just shows you what kind of person this dude is. There was a drug dealer in Washington, D.C. that he did regular work with. One of the girls that Alpo wanted at a time where he was in D.C. showed more interest in that dude. So, like, the next time he was in D.C., he set that dude up to be killed oh over this gosh. girl. Like... Wild man. So anyways, obviously the federal indictments come, right? Mm -hmm. 
he pleads guilty to 14 homicides, 14 murders that he pleads guilty to. Wow. And he testifies in exchange for a shorter sentence. So you rat it. He's a rat. Wow. He ends up only having to do 16 years in prison. Wow. So That's just imagine how a year many, for each murder. Imagine how many people. And that's the ones that are known of. How many people he rolled on and he ratted on to get wow. 14 homicides down to 16 years. He's a rat. That's yeah, the way that time. goes. That's what that that's definition rat right there. That's what that looks like. <laughs> he gets out of prison in 2016. He goes into federal witness protection. 2016, we hear nothing about it. Then a video hits YouTube of him riding around with someone through Harlem in a car, the lieutenant windows, pointing out all the places he's murdered people and all the things he used to do and all of this I shit. I didn't know anything right. about this. I seen the video. He's popping up on different Instagram pages and it's like outpost back. Why he's out there living his that? life. Living his life after the government gave him literally, he was in protective custody. So fast forward to Saturday night. He is in Harlem where you killed Rich Porter's Rich Porter. His family's still heavy in Harlem right now. And you are walking around spitting on this man's grave pretty much, right? He's at a Halloween party. There's pictures of him at the Halloween party. He ain't really. He got a mask on in the pictures, but everybody know it's Alpo because he going to make sure y'all know I'm Alpo. They catch his ass leaving the party. Light that ass up. Doom, 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 doom. Takes about a day for the police to realize it's Alpo because the license said some difference. Rodriguez something from Maine. Because the federal government gave him a different identity. Wow. But here's the thing. And this is the point I want to make. However you might feel about him, about ratting, about murder, whatever. This addiction is an addiction. His addiction is is to the, you need to be seen. Yeah, to the streets. He needs it's to put crazy. on for them. He felt like. Needing to be, like you got away with murder. Literally 14 times over. That's insane. They seized millions of dollars from you. You really lived this crazy thing that most people don't get to live. And and still had a chance to get out and try your life all over again as a fresh start. But you wanted to be seen. That's insane. That's that clout game. (laughs) And I hate that word. It's sick. It's sick. Dude, like, people will do anything. I do pray for his soul. Yeah. But when people say I'm, I can't shed tears for this man, I understand. And it sounds bad. It sounds like I'm not like, <clears throat> I know it sounds like I, I condone. I'm not saying I condone violence, but like, yo, karma, she's patient. She just waits. She just waits. That's right. Karma, she'll wait for you, bro. You can't brag about an in open court, literally testify to killing 14 people and you got details on each one of them. And not think your day is coming. Yeah, it's coming. Because that's just the people that he spoke about in court. Exactly. Imagine how many people, how many hands he, how many murders he actually had a hand in. 
much less did, you know, I mean. Yeah. It's wild. So like I say, I'll say this. This is what I have to say about rat, and then I'm going to leave the subject alone. We're going to get out of here for the night. I see a lot in this city that I live in. A lot of these kids are turning to the streets. I'm not like the other people that say y'all are stupid and, and you don't know what you're doing. <clears throat> I understand what's out there for us. It's not a lot of opportunities. It's, I understand how these kids fall into this world. This is my my advice to you if you're in this world. I'm not going to tell you to get out. This is what I'm going to say to you. If you are not ready to abide by the rules of this game, don't play. And the rules that make you a rat, the consequences are death. I don't and it make might not be rules. immediate, but it, it might be 10, 15 years down the road, but it's probably going to be exactly. when you're least expecting it. If Just that's when not you think the life you're trying to live, all. get out. Yep. It's not you, and that's if okay. If you can't handle to sit your ass down and do the time, don't yeah. even do the crime. Please. That's it. I that's agree. it, man. Be true to yourself. And boy, I don't know. I didn't Facts. want to end on something sad, but I don't know. Facts. Let me, let me I wish I could add some, but I think I already added all my positive things. There's some laughs. There's some claps. <laughs> let me get one more transition out. Hold on, hold on, hold on. And Christy, where can they find you at? Trailer Park Beauty on Instagram. Okay, you can find the show at Cloud Conversations Pod on Instagram. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please follow, like, review, subscribe, do all of those things because that tells these tech companies that this is great content and that they should push it out to everyone else. Um, we will be back. Episode will be out Monday. Uh, we'll have my boy Matt. It's going to be on here. Uh, if you're looking for him on Instagram, it's at Lord Booty Sweat. That's exactly <laughs> his name. Um <laughs> Please give my man's a follow because he's he's he might be the most interesting man in the world. Let's go throw <laughs> it out there. Uh, I'm gonna play some music though as we head out. So okay, yeah. I just feel like I need to change the vibe up a little bit. It got heavy. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> we we just got to got excited start talking about all our good stuff. You already know. <laughs> all right, you take it easy, Christy. All right, you too. All right.